This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, Eastern Washington, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We are your hosts for mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in Spokane, he's Brandon Culp from the internet. (laughs) I have about the same amount of experience, so elect me for governor. (laughs) Right in, Brandon Culp. (laughs) Brandon Culp. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us that big old sweet rating. Definitely five stars, unless you're Yan. <laughs> and primarily, though, leave us a comment. We want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from, as John Manley would say, oh, Alex Anderson to Andy Craven. <laughs> Every time he says it, I'm like, oh, Alex. <laughs> oh, Alex. <laughs> oh, Alex. Actually, you know what? I The reason I put those names in there this week is because, um, uh, well, so turns out somebody that I work with uh, no, her her brother was like best friends with Andy Craven in in college or something Whoa. like that, and he he uh, for those that don't know he was a uh, he was a striker for S two back in the day uh, and eventually got signed during a uh, a, a severe breakout of uh, hamstringitis uh, got. <laughs> <laughs> got signed to uh got signed to to the first team and 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 played a few minutes there. Alex Anderson, uh he's from uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Oh sorry. Oh Alex Anderson. <laughs> oh Alex O Anderson. Um, <laughs> he, he's from the uh, Irish island of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. <laughs> he um he he wa- also played for S2, uh scored uh, some crazy great goals. Uh he was like he was like if knew who uh, was a striker and had l- legs that were twice as He's long. He's not. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> if he is, he is bad. Uh, <laughs> but so he he uh, got some sort of, so, some sort of injury after I stopped working for S two and for the Sounders. Um, uh, Olex Anderson got some sort of injury and basically was told by his surgeons and the doctors that he he should just stop playing soccer. Um, you should just kill yourself. And he's like, what? <laughs> this is extreme. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They treat him like a horse uh, at, with an injury, like, take him out back. Injury generator. Get my gun. Injury generator, you're a horse. Shoot the injury generator. Um, but but good good news for good news for Alex Anderson is that he has um He's back playing. Uh, he got signed for a USL team, the Richmond. I think it's Richmond Kickers signed him. And um, he is now playing soccer again and has scored a couple goals uh, since coming back. So uh, good for him. He was a, he was such a great guy to uh, to spend time with when I used to work for the team. And, and he's such a nice... Like when I was working there, he was like... 
uh, 18, 19 years old. Um, so he's just a kid. And so he's still a really young guy. And and, uh, and it's good to see him playing soccer because he's really fun to watch. He's so fast. He's so fast. Hmm. Still? Um, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> not right, since, not well, since they shot his leg. <laughs> this week, the pretty, pretty garbage Sounders FC take on the Chicharit. No, LA Galaxy. <laughs> That's pretty good, Brandon. Yeah, pretty thanks, good. Thanks. A, f- a few things to touch on. Um, that uh, that matchup is Wednesday night, and then we'll have another match at home. Uh, Sanders FC versus the San- the Van Jose Earthquakes. That's uh, that's on Sunday. Happy birthday, Bob. That's like my, Bob my, Bradley. No, yeah, my dad. <laughs> oh, Bob Griffith. Oh, your dad's yeah. name is Bob. Yeah, he's well, it's Robert. Dude, okay, so we're um, we're getting a dog. Yeah. Um, oh, and... hey, I thought of you yeah. yesterday. I saw a really cool painting hey. of a little uh, Boston Terrier, and I was like, "Boom, that's great." Yeah, I, I know a guy who had a Boston Terrier that's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're getting a new dog, and we're adopting it. I think it's going to happen from Motley Zoo here. Looks, oh, looks nice. All signs point again, and it's this. Uh, Beautiful dog from Mexico, and we're trying to figure out. He's rescued from Mexico. Doesn't matter where he's from. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we're gonna rescue. Don't um, tell the president. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that dog can jump over that wall. Oh my god, that's is amazing. He, is he a drug? Is he a drug addict and a, a rapist? Yeah, yeah. He's got an M13 tattoo on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I swear, it's just a mark. Co- coincidence that he happens to go to the same tattoo artist as Raul Ruiz Diaz. Obviously. But there's no conflation here, okay? Right. Let's not. They're not both M13, just my dog. Yeah. But we're trying to pick out dog names because the name that they have right now is not one that I, I'm not going to call this dog Leonard, like he's like from <laughs> Big Bang Theory, okay? Leonard. He's a, he's a yellow lab. Um, he's sweet as, sweet as pie. But we're trying to come up with names. And to get to the point, I want to call him Bob because yeah. I've always wanted to have a dog called Bob. But then I think about people like your poor dad where I'm like, hey, Bob, get on over here. I got some peanut butter for you, which also <laughs> sounds like a like a... My my dad would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is I it, love uh, peanut butter. Is it mixed with chocolate? Because yeah. okay. that's a winning combo. <laughs> you want to you throw NASCAR on or, or what? <laughs> like, would Formula One work for you, Bob? I actually think he would be into that, to be honest. Maybe I should start hanging out with your dad. You should hang out with my dad. That's cool. Is he in Maple Valley? He's uh, he's in yeah, he's in Maple Valley. He's basically uh, it's basically Maple Valley. No, no, no. I'm, I'm out. No. <laughs> I can't make that commute. That's crazy. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'm welcoming soccer related names, Formula One related names. Just hosting the gambit here. If you would hit us up, I'd be really grateful. You could find all of our social at full90podcast.com on Twitter at full90podcast. Etc. We have a website now. Just don't call him. Just, just don't call him Leonard. Don't call him Leonard. Yeah, I oh, don't. But but mm-hmm. you could call him Leonardo or Leo for Leo Gonzalez. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever I was going yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So or Donatello. Just just pivot into <laughs> just, Ninja just Turtles. Go full Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Well, so we thought, is there, like, I don't mean this is, we joke about everything all the time, but is there a way, should I name the dog, like a like a Mexican name, since mm. he's from Mexico? And, like, there's a Formula One driver called Sergio Perez, and my wife is definitely down to call him Sergio. Yes. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I need something that's, like, dumber than that. I, I, need, him, I need to, like, call him, like, you know, like, Wallet or something like that. I need him to be called. I want to name him Potato, yeah. personally. Yeah. Which is, like, the great dog name if you ask me i had a friend who had a cat named banana and it's like the best that's anyway <laughs> um but sergio perez much like chicharito 
is little P. It translates to little P. Um, Chicharito does. Uh, I want to call the dog Checo, which is Sergio Perez's nickname. I'm not like a huge Sergio Perez fan, but Checo is a good name for, I think, for a dog from Mexico. Yeah. We, our dog, uh, we have two dogs. One is named after Siggy Schmidt. His name is Siggy. I got Siggy. it. I got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to call Potato. Why don't I call him Marco Papas? <laughs> Dude. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. That that brings me to uh, something that I completely forgot about and was not planning <laughs> on talking about. But cool. I, I had a dream the other night. And um, in my dream, uh, we got a review. You know, we ask everybody to go on to uh, iTunes and or wherever you listen to your, uh, this podcast and, and tell us who your favorite ever Sounders FC player was um, and give us five stars, obviously. Well, in my dream, Marco Papa left a review and said, because <laughs> we've, we've mentioned like stabbings a few times recently. And yeah. uh, every time I do it, I think that there's like this twinge of guilt in me that's like oh that guy doesn't deserve to be stabbed regardless of what he did no to he his... definitely not yeah 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 um and and i'm sure he's just trying to do his thing he's got some problems blah 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 anyway in my in my uh in in my dream marco papa left a review and said just so you guys know i'm listening here's five stars <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man it's like i woke up feeling so guilty i felt so guilty after that it's weird because I generally don't hold any kind of negative feeling to anybody in this league except for Jeff Clark. He's like really one of the only people that I like have beef with, whether they're on the Sounders you mean or Steve the, Clark. Steve Clark. Yeah, Steve Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't like him so much. I don't know his damn first name. Worth it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But I don't hold any like grudges against any of the you know, the Vancouver or Fartland players or whatever, but I'm going to call them Fartland player every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, as human beings, like when we're out of the entertainment realm and we're not making a stupid podcast about about soccer, like who's the, who's the person that was like, I enjoy hearing you guys break away from your comedy podcast to occasionally talk soccer. Yeah, yeah. like that's the idea here is that we, we you know, in jest talk about Marco Papa, but like we don't wish him any ill. No, of think. course not. Maybe you do. I don't know. No, 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 that no. mustache, you're like... <laughs> evil villain and French now for some reason. Booza, 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 boo. Best of the rest. Best of the rest. <laughs> uh, anyway, go to full90podcast.com and uh, let us know how much you hate this bit. <laughs> and how much you but love I... Marco Papa. Hey, Marco Papa, go to full90podcast.com and let us know that you're listening, please. Make my also, dreams me... come true. Also, should I name my dog Marco Papas? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Papas or Papitas? That'd papitas. be like that'd be a fun little name. Mar, our uh, our other dog is from uh, is from India, and she came yeah. with an Indian name that we were oh, cool. like, and we were like, we can't pronounce that. <laughs> like like often, like it's it's a name that like if you were just saying in passing, sure, but if you're gonna be like, come here, Misty, come here, Misty, like it was just kind of like not natural for us. Yeah, um, and so well, you look racist, like you're out there totally. being like, it looks like you're taunting your dog by calling it some name. Well, I had a uh, I had a grandma who um, always had uh, uh, little dachshund dogs, right? Little wiener yeah. dogs, and yeah. she she is not German for the record. She, like she named all of the boys Dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She no coxswain. She uh, <laughs> she uh, she had all of these uh, little German uh, wiener dogs, and she is not German, but she felt like it was her duty, her responsibility to make sure that they all had uh, German names. And yeah. so her first one was Liebchen, 
and her second one was leaseful. So um, I am not of the of the ilk that says that your dog must be appropriately named to wherever its breed is from, or even from where it's born. Like your dog is coming from Mexico. However, yeah. uh, Marco Papas, Marco Papitas is the best name for it. So go, hey, Papas, go let us know uh, at Full Ninety Podcast on Twitter, or go to Full Ninety Podcast.com to let us know what Greg should name his dog. <laughs> okay, so. Um... Lots of things to go over today as we rush towards the end of the season. It's the two matches in one week special that we're doing right now. So first, a matchup, like we said, against LA Galaxy on the road. And post-election dystopia nails it, buddy. And then uh, over the weekend, the final match of the season at home against the San or Van Jose Earthquakes. So that's on Sunday afternoon. What this comes down to is after a miserable performance against... The Colorado Rapids on the road at altitude, excuses, the Seattle Sounders FC no longer first in the West, fallen not just behind the Fartland Timbers, but also Sporking Kansas City now have an advantage. And there's not, with a game in hand, that doesn't matter. So because of so many teams not having equal records, equal number of games played, they're having to resort to uh, the points per game series, something that we touched on last week and that you sold me on with your argument against it and now here i am looking at our club in third place because of it well i so when you look at the western conference standings right now like seattle would be in third place no matter what like they with a game in hand though so um sounders have a game in hand over uh portland who sit at the top if the sounders win that supposed game in hand uh they're tied for first place uh, on wins, and then I think the first tiebreaker is goal differential, and the Sounders are uh, well above Portland in that regard. However, you look down the table, and you you got to feel for a team like San Jose Earthquakes right now, who are sitting in eighth place, that final spot because of COVID and all that. Like they've changed the rules this year, so there's eight instead of six places making it to the playoffs. San Jose are currently sitting in that eighth spot with 27 points. One spot behind Colorado Rapids, who have 22 points because they've played so few games. But they have the better points per game uh, record. Uh, So they, with 1.38 points per game, sit above San Jose, despite having five fewer points. Yeah, and it's messed up because their players got a month off. Now, their players also got COVID, which sucks. But they haven't had the same... We're looking at a Seattle Sounders team that looks like they've played 300 games in 400 days and out on the field because of it just looks like exhaustion yeah. and squad depth is a problem right now and I mean it's the same for everybody except for the Rapids who haven't played nearly the same amount of games and so if they're just getting hot now it benefits them to be able to do that hot so in the Western Conference Colorado is the only team to have played fewer than 20 games and they're at 16 okay so they've played four wow. fewer games than the next team right um I said you got to feel for San Jose, San Jose, San Jose, who have five more points than the Rapids and sit one spot below. I didn't even notice if you got to really feel, despite your lack of empathy towards Cascadia teams, you got to really feel for Vancouver Whitecaps, who have 24 points, two more points than uh, Colorado and are currently outside of playoff contention. They've played uh, six more games than Colorado. So that's the thing is like, you got to think, yes. Colorado missed an entire month. They weren't able to train during that month. They weren't able to um, play games. Like you have to, you have to assume that like that takes some sort of toll on their performance. However, at the same time, all of these other teams who have four, uh, five, six more games played had to slog through all of that. 
It's not yeah. like it's not like these teams were just playing one game a week because of this weird condensed schedule this year. The Sounders are playing three games this week. They played yesterday, or uh, um, was that no? Two. They played two days ago. They're they're playing two more games this week. Uh, they have to deal with this kind of match uh, fixture congestion, essentially, where uh, you're bound to drop points against teams that you could likely beat. Colorado Rapids are coming off of a month of rest playing in their home stadium at altitude, excuses, uh, against the Sounders who are playing so many matches. So I, I really, like, the more that you look at points per game and the more you look at teams like Vancouver um, who are sitting outside of outside of play on contention, playoff contention right now, uh, it's just, it just makes zero sense to me. Why are we, why are we altering the rules of, of, um, of playoff spots of, of of the table positioning for one team that wasn't able to get coronavirus under control. Do you know what the stru- bonus structure looks like for teams that make MLS Cup playoffs? Like, is there an incentive, yeah, sure. a financial incentive to actually be there? Because if you can't play those four games, but there's also no money on the line other than bonuses for players who go, I'm sure there there's got to be something built in because they make money off of advertising. But I don't know if that's just all inclusive at the beginning or what, because right. If that's the case, then Rapids not going because they didn't play enough games wouldn't affect them. But if it is a factor, like that there's money on the line and they couldn't avoid it because of government regulations, they couldn't play the matches, then I guess I kind of have a little bit of empathy for them. Yeah, I just don't know how it works. Like, uh, being a, like it's not like uh, the Premier League, right, where all of the teams get a different cut of the TV deal and you know revenue is shared and split that way. And if you're in more primetime games, you get more money, blah, blah, blah. In yeah. MLS, it's a single entity league. And so all of that money is going to the league. And I'm not sure from there how they distribute it to the different teams. I'm sure there's some sort of bonus if you're the Western Conference um, champion and if you're the Eastern Conference champion. And then if you make it to the MLS Cup... Um, like there's gotta be some, some more bonus there despite like outside of just advertising revenue and local, um, local TV rights and things like that. All of the clubs kind of control who broadcast their games in their local markets. Um, so I don't know, I don't know really how it works. If, if there is some sort of bonus for teams that just make the playoffs, I imagine that that would probably be, uh, altered this year because of, because of, uh, uh the the covid and everything going on so um i don't know but if i mean you got you would feel really hard done if you were the vancouver whitecaps missing out on who knows probably the seven dollars that mls gives you for making the the playoffs <laughs> they're like here's a tim tim horton's gift card nerds yeah, yeah cool 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 hey we're stuck on the wrong side of the border mls we can't use it well so here here's something else that's weird so um so we talked at length a couple weeks ago about how supporter shield was off Right, they've they've canceled the supporter shield, and we talked about how God, it was this a, cancel culture, cancel culture, <laughs> supporter shield touched somebody inappropriately. <laughs> uh, but but it's back on, it's back on. We didn't talk about hey. it last week, but they've decided that the supporter shield is back on, and yeah. um and the the Sounders for a second were in contention for it, and then they lost against Colorado, and it was like never mind. Um, Either way, uh, how are they going to reward the support? There's probably information on this somewhere on the internet that I just haven't bothered to look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are they going to award it by who has the best points per game in the league, or are they going to give it to the person with the most points? That's a great question. we got to look that up. That'll be really good. Um, a Sounder squad that looks really super depleted, but at least you got to watch them the most comfortable you've ever been. Yeah. So I moved into my new house. And yeah. uh, I live in Spokane now. If you live in Spokane and you listen to this podcast, uh, let's say what's up. Um, 
and not really. yeah, not really. I don't want to talk to anybody ever. Uh, <laughs> but we we just moved in uh, on Friday, and we've been you know settling in and unpacking it left and right. And so on uh, Sunday night when the match was going on, I sat down and I we have a wood burning fireplace, and I started a little yeah. fire. And I sat down uh, with my dog and turned the game on and sat there and very comfortably watched the Sounders lose three to one. <laughs> it was a really pleasant evening for me, uh, and uh, until I turned the game off in like the seventy third minute. It's uh, dude. It's the, it's the it's the daylight saving time, bro. Yeah, it's twice as twice as bad at altitude. Oh. That's what it is, right? <laughs> Well, you know, the sun sets so much earlier uh, yeah. because you're so much higher in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what that is. Oh, my gosh. Listening to Casey Keller just bitch and moan about altitude for 90 minutes. Come on. Listen, I think that that, um, I think that that broadcast trio has been so good for these last couple of months. So good to hear Steve Zakawani. Steve Zakawani makes it, right? But but he he raises the level of Casey Keller's analysis sometimes i feel like keller's just there to mail it in and his default is to complain about people and hey i mean people will say the same things about me on my radio show no no beef against actually against casey keller but it was like kind of one of those grumpy casey keller matches where even zakawani couldn't bring like light that fire to get keller to deliver and to think through the like the have to counter the positive person's take on what's happening. I like Zach so much because he gives you the positive when it's positive and the negative when it's negative. He doesn't hold back. He's pretty blunt about it, and that's great. And that is something that when Keller tries to do that too is very. Um, it makes it a lot more interesting to listen to. And Costigan just gets out of the way then, which is a win for everybody. There was there was one point where, uh, uh, and I don't want to rail on on Keith Costigan too much, but there was one point where um, Steve Zakwani asked a question of Casey Keller, uh, and it was specifically about uh, kind of the language barrier between the um, the center backs, the goalkeeper, like all that, like a language barrier on the field and and, and what comes. So Keith, so you know, uh, Steve Zakwani asked Casey Keller that question, and after Casey, Casey is done asking that question, Keith was kind of like, um, "How about in the future we leave the questions to me because they're going to think that I don't do anything here and you don't really need me." And I think there was a collective, like uh, a collective, all of Sounders fans across all of Seattle, all of the uh, the world, like were kind of like looking at each other through the corner of their eyes, being like. Uh, what do we say? Who, who wants to, who wants to tell him? <laughs> uh, poor Keith Costigan. I think he's like, he's done a better job than when he first started. But like, uh, we talked last week, I listened to the radio broadcast quite a bit while I was on my way home. Matt Johnson, um, is one of those guys that's just like enough of a local voice that do, what he lacks for and maybe like tactical awareness and and the the smooth operator that you get in like an Arlo White or even a, a Ross Fletcher, yeah. um, uh, you get in just like pure unadulterated excitement and like local like kind of fandom from the guy. It'd be like one of us being. Well, I'll be like you because you're a professional getting in there and, and, and doing a good job at play by play. But being able to have somebody like a Steve Zakawani next to you, uh, you know, to like bring in the tactical awareness and things like that. Like <clears throat> Keith is good, but he's not local. You know what I mean? He's just a professional broadcaster who the Sounders brought in to do a professional job. I, I do feel like Costigan now is one of us, though. 
yeah. despite being a Timbers guy, I do feel like he's one of us, that he now is Seattle, yeah. which is good. But Matt Johnson, of course, has that pedigree of being here for forever. Not yeah. of the broadcast experience, but just of having been a soccer fan in Seattle for forever. Now, speaking of, speaking of broadcasts, uh, there were a lot of complaints on um, Twitter, at least while I was on, wh- about the camera angle for this match. I don't know I about you. I didn't notice anything. Um but there were so many people talking about how they wish that it was tighter in on the players throughout the match. To me, it looked more like um, uh, actually one of my biggest complaints during most other MLS matches is the camera angle. It's so low. It's really hard to tell what else is happening on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, so you can't all you really see is like the three guys around the guy with the ball. Um, yes. Or during that match against Colorado, I think. um Maybe because they're at altitude, <laughs> the camera <laughs> sits so much higher in the stadium that you can act. You could actually see the full pitch, and and yeah. you can kind of see play develop elsewhere. And yeah, you see the you formations. You see how the yeah. tactics are important. You see when the team is playing, you know, a four four two or whatever, how that is laid out, and then how it changes. And you can see where the mistakes are coming from. You just get a better view of the whole match. Yeah. When Casey Keller rattles on about like, hey, they got to get out wider to spread out the defense a little bit and then get some crosses in, it's because he's looking at the whole field. This yeah. is our chance to be able to see it that way. I um, I didn't even notice. I like honestly was not w- one way or the other about that. Now, there another league, I don't know what it was, somewhere in Europe, is trialing out, instead of having a camera operator, they're trying out an AI, an artificial intelligence. In Scotland, they're trying to have an artificial intelligence do the main camera angle. And the thing is um, still a bit buggy because there was a bald linesman who stops at the halfway point. And as the play continues past the halfway point, the camera now, the robot camera now no longer knows what to track the ball or his gleaming bald head. And it just keeps like switching back and forth. And so there's just a guy just standing there and it's like, okay. As long as his bald head doesn't get lost in the green screen behind the uh, <laughs> behind the field, and you don't just like have a headless horseman running up and down the sideline, I think for it's, one match, it's Come better on, than whatever. <laughs> I it's that was that is crazy like you all of a sudden have to start putting like uh uh like they the, the linesmen have to wear green screen like the green man suit heads just so the ball doesn't get confused <laughs> just like a flag just goes up you're like whoa where did that come from yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, crazy news this week dude I'm really um I'm really worried about the dialogue that we're fueling into right now about Brian Schmetzer being like Lewis Haddle, excuse me, being like Lewis Hamilton or Toto Wolf of Mercedes in F1 and not having a contract for next year. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, now let's lay it out. Lewis Hamilton six uh, has six world championships. He's the reigning world champion. Mercedes has seven world championships in a row. And Brian Schmetzer has two MLS cups. Same. Okay. Same, same. same. And, it, and here we are looking at a, at a 2021 without a locked in Schmetz. I'd, I honestly don't think there's anything to worry about, but what's going on? It's Are you so, worried? No, I'm not worried. So some recent reporting by Paul, uh, Paul Tenorio of The Athletic uh, comes out and says that converse, contract conversations between Brian Schmetzer and the Sounders front office have stalled. Uh, we're getting toward the end of the year. Uh, this is where- More clutch. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's what- No, we're not talking about Lewis Hamilton anymore. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. Thank you. Um so, so there was, I think Brian Schmetzer is in the last year of his contract and he yeah. was asked about, you know, the, the, whether the contract's been renewed. Uh, some people who know these things asked him the question of, of how he's doing, if the contract's been renewed, what, what not. And, um, Schmetzer has said, uh, he hopes to remain a sounder, 
like he that's that is the goal. Brian Spencer wants to stay with the club, um, uh, but no, no, nothing's been signed yet, and it's getting late in the year. That's kind of this is the time of year where those conversations happen. Going into December, going into the end of the year, people want to uh, be locked in for you know for for who knows how long. Remember, Brian Spencer started uh, almost almost uh, four years ago to the day uh, uh, he was signed by the club as a um, as the permanent head coach after serving as an interim uh, after Siggy Schmidt for a while. I think that um, he has well and beyond served above expectations uh, for what his position, what what Brian Schmetzer as a human was being expected of to, to lead this club to three MLS Cups in four years, uh, to win two of those MLS Cups, uh, to, to continue to bring this club to the top of the table, either in first or second and and to have them uh, for the 12th straight year uh, in in the playoffs, Brian Schmetzer is the guy who's done all of that. He's he alongside Garth Lagerway has created a, 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 and and coached this club uh, to the success that we've seen over the last few years. Um, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if the Sounders did not sign him again. I don't think if you're a Sounders fan and if you're reading those articles uh, that there's anything to worry about. I would bet my brand new house in Spokane uh, on Brian Schmetzer being a Sounder. Uh, in- How about that printer? Would you would you put the, does it include the printer? Because I might take that bet. I'm going to need that printer. I'm going to need no. that printer. Yeah, sorry. No, that that no takes bet. down the value of my house about 50 bucks. So sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> so um, TL, TLDL, so- Brian Schmetzer is going to be a Sounder. Um, well, I saw on the subreddit people were talking about this, and they were like, well, "Couldn't we go after like a world class talent to get somebody that's world class to come in here?" I'm like, "Do you need to do that? Do you need to shake things up? And do you need to ruin your budget? Do you like? Couldn't you have kept Ross Fletcher?" I, that's an old ass complaint. I'm sorry. I was like, "But her emails is what I just did right there." <laughs> I I don't. You could do that, but look how that's worked out for other teams in the league. Uh, L.A. Galaxy just fired their new their coach that they brought in from Boca Juniors. Um, uh, uh, Atlanta United just fired their coach who they brought in from Ajax. Um, I mean, granted he had some issues in Europe as well, but like, it's not a guarantee that if you bring in some big name, uh, for a big name coach from around the world, that they're going to be able to understand MLS, which is a completely different league. Brian Schmetzer has, uh, basically grown his entire soccer career around not just MLS, but the Sounders FC football club. Uh, that's that's like saying ATM machine Sounders FC football club, uh, but around <laughs> the Sounders uh, for 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 basically since the 70s, he's been with the club since the start. So he not only understands the league, he understands the club um, like bring in a Brian Schmetzer for the same price that you would go pay a Frank DeBoer or a Guillermo uh, Barrosletto or whatever his name is um, like like you don't need to bring in, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann. <laughs> To say that he's like world class, <laughs> I'd love if uh, if old Klinsman was here. That'd be amazing. We'd yeah. anyway. Um, no, I I I'm Team Schmetz 100 percent all the way. He's such a weirdo, and those guns, man. <laughs> Schmetz Maybe. big gun 69 420. They're probably just scared of him. Like, don't yeah. don't hurt a Schmetz Schmetz with your big guns. I bet you if you go to the uh, Sounder at Heart article that's about this right now, um, <laughs> there are just a bunch of comments from Schmetz Big Gun 69 that just say, you should pay that guy a million bucks a year. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, 
It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, two big matches this week. We've got, uh, I, I want to know what your feelings are about wrapping up the season with kind of two farts of teams that the that Seattle has to go up against when there's not a lot of depth to get some of the kiddos playing. You're talking LA Galaxy, who are the worst, and the San Jose, Van Jose Earthquakes, who are have had a real bad season, but are getting things together and via the nature of playing the same team 61 times in the last 18 days. They uh, have started to figure out how to dial it in a little bit better. Would you rather finish against tough opponents like a Fartland or an LAFC or the opposite, which is what we're seeing in these next two matches in this really condensed week? Well, I'm hoping... Um, so San Jose is not going to be an easy team to play because uh, they are fighting for that last playoff position uh, in the league. It's kind of like playing against Colorado because Colorado, again, also fighting for playoff contention. Um, so they're coming out fighting tooth and nail, doing whatever they can to get the three points, right? So San Jose is doing the same thing. LA Galaxy still technically, despite having the same points per game and the same amount of um, uh, points in general as the two teams below them, uh, still somehow not yet eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> so I don't exactly know how this math works, but whatever. Um but in, as as far as your question goes, if I'm the Sounders, I want to play teams that I can pick up points against because what you're trying to do at this point is put yourself as high up in the table as possible so that when you go into that first round of playoffs that you are seated against the lowest or you either have a bye um, or you're seated against the lowest possible team in the table. So uh, you're not facing in that first round a Portland Timbers, a Kansas City, an LAFC uh, or even a Minnesota United who's playing really well this year. And 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 frankly, the Sounders haven't played very many games against the Minnesota United. So you want to be seated as high as possible uh, in order to set yourself up to go as deep as possible in the in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I want to get as high as possible so I can get as deep as possible. In the <laughs> in the <laughs> That's where the bleach goes. <laughs> For me, Seattle has been a tale of two teams this season. One where they destroy Van Jose, like well, it's seven to one, and that one was a gift goal by the by the stupid ref. You you see some huge performances, but lately you're seeing Seattle play down to the teams that they're playing against. That they don't have that spark right now to crush somebody. They're just playing other people's soccer and so i worry about losing a bunch of points to just kind of some crappy teams to end the season and go into the playoffs really kind of lukewarm without that spark being lit to go and kill it i feel like you say picking up six points here would be the way to do it but i just don't have that confidence that that team is firing on all cylinders right and there's not a rest period for them to get it dialed in i'm pretty worried about both of these matches for sure. And I think that there's two things that you said there um, that are really interesting to pay attention to going into these matches. Uh, one of them is that the Sounders can't seem to they, they, they are playing down to the teams that they play. So Colorado Rapids, San Jose, they just set up um, extra defensive and the Sounders aren't finding ways to break down these defensive teams. Somebody made the point on uh, the post-match thread on Reddit 
that if these teams set up, it seems like the Sounders' only result uh, or their only tactic is to get the ball out wide and send crosses in. There's no amount of playing it through uh, the team, which has typically been the Sounders' strong suit uh, and, and getting the ball to Rui Diaz. But without a Will Bruin in there uh, to head these balls home, um, you're not really ending up with a, 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 a lot of opportunity to score against these teams that are just man-marking you out of the game, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is going into these playoffs, uh, the reason that you wanted to be seated against these lower these lower teams is because um, that first round and potentially the second round of playoffs, you're dealing with international call-ups. So Gustav Svensson, Javier Arriaga, um, possible... Because of course. Yeah, because possible Raul Ruiz. Because they're goddamn act together. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. So you're going to end up with with missing. That's I think that's why Schmetzer played. Uh, there was a lot of question about why Ariaga wasn't paired with Yamar against Colorado in the match, and, and instead Shane O'Neill got the. Uh oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> he 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 was going to get a match bonus, and and Schmetzer gave him the finger wag. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that you see that is because Schmetzer is preparing and trying to to build up that defensive partnership between. Uh, and they talked about this quite a bit on the broadcast between O'Neill and Yamar. Um, uh, because he, good. he knows that that's going to be the, uh, the, the pairing going into that first round of the playoffs. And you don't want that to be a brand new budding relationship, uh, that, that these guys aren't used to playing next to each other. So, so preparing for Ariaga, pre- preparing for, you saw Svensson get pulled off and he was angry about it, but you have to start to think about what it's going to look like when you're playing in the playoffs against potentially FC Dallas, uh, uh, LAFC, um, against some of these defensive teams without some of your best players, including possibly Raul Ruiz Diaz, hoping he doesn't pick up coronavirus again uh, on his way back. <laughs> uh, he's got the bleach butt. Don't worry, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> That's why he bleached his hair. <laughs> In case the wizard bird just returned you from the other realm, it's time for TLDL. Too long, didn't listen. Too long, didn't listen. <laughs> Gregor is getting a stab-proof dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> papitas, Marco Papitas. <laughs> uh, too Pup- long. <laughs> it's, it's Papitas. Uh, papitas. Puns. Oh my gosh, it just gets better and better. It has to, if you're, now, okay. I don't know what your wife knows about the real life Marco Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows a lot because I saw the chick that stabbed him uh-huh. um, when I was in Bellevue one day. I was like, oh, that's the chick that stabbed at Marco Papa. And she was like, what? She was like, wait, wait, like, wait. Oh. What? <laughs> Hold on, we gotta we gotta back this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too long, didn't listen. Oh, Alex, oh Anderson is back in the USL, making Ireland proud. <laughs> right? That's how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. how it works. Oh, oh, Alex, oh Anderson. Too long, didn't listen. Don't worry, baby. Them big guns ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish.